At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. Seller number two of the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're going to be hitting all the bases this hour. As we're going to be talking to Scott Reichel in 15 minutes. He does tremendous work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. In the front half and the back half of the hour, we're talking college basketball. And then we get when we get Scott aboard, we get to talk a little tennis. We get to talk a little NBA. We'll see if he's got anything on the NHL card as well. So you're getting as many picks and winners as humanly possible for anything that might be popping up here late on Wednesday. We're in action on most of these games. I gave you guys a little bit of a preview of the two-pack 12 games that we're going to be seeing later on on Wednesday. But turn it forward to Thursday, trying to be able to make you guys some money in as many ways as you humanly possible. So we're going to be chatting with Scott in about 15 minutes. We've got the beer review bracket moving on and we shall see if we finally get a one seed into the sweet 16 because man, there's been a lot of upsets out there. We're going to be having that going on and you got to get you guys my DK network right to pick here in a second. Look to get a little bit back online with those still 18 games above 500, but when you go one and five in a six game stretch, you don't feel good about it. There are some teams that let us down, but one team that never lets me down all the folks over here at Visa and everyone behind the scenes, they do an absolutely tremendous job as you've got our five tool player in Isaiah, whether it be technical director, whether it be audio engineer, whether it be just man about social media, he does a little bit of everything to help us out here on this show. It is always very much appreciated out of him and he has always warned me about not getting too invested on the Arizona State Sun Devils. I got away with it last week, but he is always very, very on point with that. So we do appreciate Isaiah and all of his wisdom. We always appreciate the work of our man, Dan, as he does a tremendous job as a producer of this fine program, setting up all these great guests. And he's got a very difficult task of keeping me in line. That is not easy to say the least. And yet Dan does so also. Well, if you're watching on Visa.com, YouTube TV, there's just many more outlets to be able to watch Visa in these days. And a big reason why is because of all the great graphics that we've got on the screen. And 
making me look halfway presentable, which that might actually be the most difficult task here at VSIN. And Andrew does a great job with that. And Andrew, much like myself, a man that has Wisconsin running through his veins, and he always gets a special shout out. He wore a shirt of the greatest university ever in UW Oshkosh. I say that because I am an alum and I don't say that for really any other reason, but the greatest university ever. He is the only one other than myself to wear a UW Oshkosh shirt on the premises of VEASAN, so that is very much appreciated. If you're listening on SportsMap Radio, VEASAN.com, just anywhere in which you're able to get VEASAN Live, the iHeartRadio app, I know is a big one. I know that our technical director, Dakota, he's been doing a great job there. Taylor does a tremendous job in terms of setting us up as well, and Taylor is a balance. I am a Green Bay Packers fan. He is a Chicago Bears fan, so we do absolutely tremendous work balancing each other out, and then you're able to listen back after the fact as well. If you can't catch a Greg Peterson experience live, and this goes for all shows, whether that be Follow the Money, a numbers game, VEASAN Primetime, VEASAN Tonight, list goes on and on. Every single show here at the network, we are able to download at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, list goes on and on. And it is Jaren's, who does a great job uploading all those hours, along with all the video highlights that you see on our Twitter slash X feed. So big thanks to everyone behind the scenes. They really do such good work in giving you all the great shows they hear on this fine network. And because they do their end of the bargain, we've got to get back online with our DK Network write-up picks. It's still been a really nice season, but Maryland could not hit a shot to save our lives for us. Hopefully we are going to take a look at a team that doesn't go two of 22 from three-point range here on this Thursday as we are going to go 8-13-8-14. It is UC Davis, and they're going to be playing us Hawaii. The Rainbow Warriors are a one-and-a-half point underdog, and your total on this game is 139-and-a-half, and I felt like UC Davis should have been more like a five-point favorite. I'm going to be willing to lay the number in. This is a rematch of a game that we did see a few weeks ago, and in that game, you saw Hawaii just get as hot as lava from three-point range. They were 12 of 20 from three-point range. There was absolutely nothing UC Davis could do in that game. They lose that game 87 to 70, despite the fact that they did win the turnover battle 14 to 5. And if they win the turnover battle by nine, once again, much like they did the first time around, it should yield a little bit of a different result. And there's reason to believe that UC Davis should be able to do so. This UC Davis team has been one of the better mid-major defenses in college basketball. They rank 64th in all of college basketball, or 61st in all of college basketball, in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, which must, with much of that being due to the fact that they generate turnovers. UC Davis, 21st in the country in terms of turnovers force on a per-defensive play basis. And they get to go up against an Hawaii team that is 272nd in the nation and turnovers committed per offensive play. So that should yield quite a few turnovers. And we did see that in the first game of Hawaii. They lost that turnover battle by a count of 14 to 5. And for UC Davis, they are also able to pair that up with the fact that they've got the best score out there on the floor. That'd be Elijah Pepper. Pepper is a top 35 player in all of college basketball with regards to points per game, supplying the team with north of 20 points per contest in what is a very interesting UC Davis system. As UC Davis, they don't have really anyone on the roster that gives you north of five and a half rebounds per game, but they're not a bad rebounding team. In terms of their overall rebound rate, leaves a little bit of something to be desired at 229th, but certainly could be worse. Why? They're going to have a little bit of an edge here at 122nd. You've got some like a Mo Sek, who's a relatively good low post presence for a Y, a true seven footer that doesn't give you a lot of boards, but he gives you a block per contest. Bernardo da Silva, he's been able to do a solid job packing in there about five and a half rebounds per game. And I like the pickup of Justin McCoy, someone who's been able to shoot 40% from three. He's able to give you about 11 points per contest for a Hawaii team that, to their credit, they've done a nice job of being able to cut off the three-point line. They're allowing opponents to shoot about 31% from distance. They're in the top 100 in all of college basketball with UC Davis. 
they're clocking in more on 130th in all of college basketball. But with Hawaii, there's reason to believe that they're going to cool down quite a bit with their three-point shooting from the first time around. As Hawaii overall for the season is about 197th in all of college basketball towards the three-point shooting percentage. So once again, not great, not terrible. And I do expect that sort of an effort here as we are looking at Hawaii versus UC Davis right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. And when it comes to this Rainbow Warriors squad, I do think that you're going to be able to get quite a bit of production out of someone like a Noel Coleman who's able to give you 13 points per contest. But Ty Johnson has really been that number two guy that's been able to step up for this UC Davis team. And it's been much needed because Elijah Peppery has been shouldering the load for so long this season. But for Ty Johnson, he's able to come in there, give you about 16 points per contest, supplies you with about four or so rebounds per contest. So give out a few assists, just does a really nice job of being able to pay, take the load off. And then on top of that, you've got someone like Nico Rokoc, who's been able to give you a few rebounds. I believe that he is the brother of the gentleman that was over at UC San Diego, Tony Rokoc, who was a top scorer for them a few seasons ago. And then you're able to throw in there someone like Kane Milling, who's been able to Give this team a little bit more pop. Nine and a half points. Shoots about 31.5% from three-par range. So it is a UC Davis team that is a little bit top-heavy. But much like what you see with a, this Southern Illinois team, they do have that main guy in Elijah Pepper. But everyone else does a nice job of being able to complement him. This team does a nice job of being able to get to the free throw line as well. And I do think that UC Davis... Going to do a nice job holding up on defense, and we should see those shooting numbers that were very demonstrative the first time around iron out a little bit more. So my right up here, that is going to be on UC Davis. I am willing to lay up to uh, four and a half points with them. I did set them as a five-point favorite, and with regards to the total, it is a little bit more of a horse apiece situation. It is a total that I did set a little bit lower in this ordeal as well, just because I do think that you're going to see a little bit of three-point shooting regression in this one. You've got a Hawaii team that away from the island, they typically do struggle a little bit more than I have noticed that their splits this year have been a little bit better than they have been in past years, but that said, did some a total at a 137 as also have a UC Davis team that they turn the ball over quite a bit as well with those wasted possessions that should cost you an over. So looking at the under and I'm going to be willing to lay it with UC Davis and I do think that this one is very intriguing as well. How about if we head out to the big sky where Eastern Washington has had control of the conference all season long and I think that they're going to control this game. 817-818 on the card. Eastern Washington finds themselves as a five-point home favorite against Montana. Your total is between 157 and 157 half and when it comes to this Montana squad, it's been a up and down season for them. Their three-point shooting percentage has been able to get much more online, but when it comes to their overall defense, they're well outside the top 225 in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. And they go up against an Eastern Washington team that's just night and day different when they are at home, as you've got a lot of travel out there in the big sky. And it's not really in terms of the defensive side of things. As a matter of fact, for Eastern Washington, they are giving up about four-tenths of a point more per one of our possessions at home rather than in a roadside shoot court environment. But Eastern Washington... They are scoring about 20.2 points more for one hour possessions at home rather than in a neutral court environment. And for Eastern Washington, you've got a lot of guys with size that are able to shoot it from three-point range. Dane Erickstrup is someone that came in from the D2 level two seasons ago. He's able to give you 10 points. He's able to shoot north of 40% from three-point range. Cedric Howard, 
He does not play scared. He's able to give you 13 plus points. He shoots it well from three point range. This team does a good job by committee of being able to dole out the ball. Going up against a Montana unit that they've been able to do a nice job in terms of being able to generate some nice offense as well. They're actually 43rd in all of college basketball in terms of points scored on a per possession basis. Got some size into Sean Thomas, who's able to pop it quite well from three point range. But with this Montana team, they certainly do give it up from three point range themselves. And that's a big issue that you do have with Montana. They play actually at a very slow pace. They're well outside the top 225 terms of total possessions per game but they just give you the green light as they're about 275th in all of college basketball in terms of opponents three-point shooting percentage and this bunch has not been able to do the world's greatest job on the glass as well as they just don't generate a lot of second chances now the one thing that's positive about them is that while they don't generate second chances for themselves they don't let you get a lot of second chances as well well wow okay has been able to give you about seven rebounds per game but you've got a eastern washington team with a whole bunch of overall size have someone in max kyman who comes in, or Jake Kyman, who comes in from UCLA. He's done a nice job being able to shoot about 40% from three-point range. And I do think that Eastern Washington going to be able to pick up a nice win here against a Montana team that has just been giving it up from three-point range. And you've got an Eastern Washington team that has just played so differently at home rather than on the road. Now, the total becomes a little bit intriguing because you do have an Eastern Washington team that, while they don't gun it, they are quite a bit faster than this Montana team. But I always think that that's so important when it comes to gauging totals. Are you just going to be able to get enough possessions in general with Montana 309th in the country in terms of total possessions game I think it's a little bit too much of an ask I did some I told more around a 155 so at the 157 looking under of the Eastern Washington willing to lay up to six half with them and coming up next let's talk a little NBA and NHL with Scott Reichel the Sports Gambling Podcast Network here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa the Sports Bank Network at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5 whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Put the VSN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSN Pro subscription. Sign up for a VSN Pro annual subscription today and 
Since you are a loyal listener to the Greg Peterson Experience, you get a nice discount. We'll shave $41 off the typical VSIN Pro subscriptions price for an entirety of the season for using the promo code of Greg. That is G R E G. Give VSIN Pro access to everything that we do for the entire year. That includes our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see who's all got the hot and betting splits to show you where the money and the bets are moving on every single game, 24 7 video access, betting systems, premium analysis, and our March Madness betting guide with best bets for every single game and round of the NCAA tournament. Remember, the VSIN Pro annual subscription is typically $240. You save $41 when you utilize our promo code of Greg, G-R-E-G, when you go to vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by this fan, Scott Rachel. He does such good work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, looking at so many different sports and so many different markets. And Scott, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me. And Scott, it's always intriguing to see what we're going to get out of the Milwaukee Bucks because they make the uh, midseason move. Things were very shaky for them going into the All-Star break, but all of a sudden they've been able to get things rolling. And, well, they completely rolled the Charlotte Hornets about 24 to 48 hours ago. Now they find themselves as an 11.5 point favorite on the road. Do you think that they're able to do it to the Hornets once again, or will there be a little bit more of a spirited effort out of Charlotte on Thursday? Kind of have to assume they're going to do it again because they've played three times the season and Milwaukee's won each meeting by at least 31 points. So I kind of have to assume they're going to do the same thing once again on Thursday. The Hornets offensively just can't score. Uh, they've scored less than 94 points in three straight games. Defensively, they've been very good, but not against Milwaukee, apparently. I'm going to lean to Milwaukee, though, in the spot. Doc Rivers got a lot of flack uh, as soon as he took the job because they were bad initially. Recently, they've been kind of flying under the radar. They've won the last two games comfortably. Charlotte can't score. Milwaukee can. I think Milwaukee runs them out of the building again. And how do you gauge this Milwaukee Bucks team moving forward? Because I've been picking up on that as well. Ever since the All-Star break, it might have been exactly what this team needed because they've been playing much better. But I still have my trepidations with any team as coached by Doc Rivers. Yeah, I've mostly been playing unders, actually, uh, with this team, because with Doc Rivers kind of implementing his own style that does result in better defense and a lot slower in terms of pace for the offense. And you're looking at the last couple games they've played. They've been, for the most part, rock fights. The game against Charlotte ended up flying under last time out. Game against Philly ended up going under. Uh, that game landed in the two teens. Game against Minnesota landed 219. A lot of low-scoring games. So defensively, they've kind of picked it up. Offensively, they've been fine, but they're scoring less points based on the lack of pace. I've been taking the unders. The Doc Rivers issue usually shows up in the playoffs. He's been known historically as being a pretty good regular season coach. I think Milwaukee will be fine, but I do think that the uh, defense and the fact that this team's playing slower should result in more unders moving forward. Yeah, Ben, we've been seeing just all across the NBA post-All-Star break. Unders have been hitting like wildfire, as we do have Scott Rachel, who does such good work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Joining me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Banking Network. And just before we dive into a few other spreads that we're going to be taking a look at for Thursday, how have you been playing the uh, totals in the NBA? Because typically when you see a big run of unders like we've been getting recently, that does mean that the totals are going to get bogged down a little bit more, and that typically does lead to a little bit of a run of overs. But it has been very fascinating to take a look at the last week or so in the NBA with just so many of these games north of 70% going under. 
Yeah, it does feel like there's been a little bit of a shift in terms of defensive intensity for most of these teams. Maybe they've realized post-All-Star break, okay, now it's time to actually try to buckle down defensively. Uh, but I do think at the end of the day, it's going to come in waves. There's going to be a day where you see the unders do very well, another day where the overs go like 12-1. and one. It's going to happen at some point. The point is it's not really a great idea to be very reactionary to it. But I am at least acknowledging its presence. And if you want to keep backing certain teams like the Bucks, like the Hornets, for example, their games have gone under a lot over the last week or so. I tend to care more about trends for teams because I feel like it takes longer for the actual oddsmakers to adjust to a particular a team as opposed to the entire league. I think it might be a little bit of coincidence, a little bit of post All-Star break, either rust or just, once again, a shift in defensive intensity. It's not going to last much longer. So I do think you might end up seeing an overcorrect, uh, an overcorrection by the markets, and you might end up seeing some value on overs. Yeah, but I think that that's such a good way of being able to take a look at things as well, do it a little bit more team by team rather than taking a broad brush, brush view. And I do think that this one is going to be a fascination as well because coming out of the All-Star break, it has not been the world's greatest run of things for the Brooklyn Nets, to say the least. We saw them about 24 to 48 hours ago just get completely lambasted by north of 25 points. Now they play also an Atlanta Hawks team that... They have been a terrible team against the spread all season long, but the Nets, they're a two-point favorite. It's a good old situation of something's got to give here. Scott, how are you taking a look at this one? Yeah, I'm going to take the Hawks. I think the wrong team's favorite here. The Nets have lost five of their last six. Four of those five losses were by at least 15 points, and the Hawks recently lost Trey Young for probably the rest of the season. But going through the numbers, they might arguably be better when Trey's out of the lineup. But the Hawks have won each of the last two games by at least 17 points. DeJounte's done a great job taking control of the starting point guard spot in Trey Young's absence. At the end of the day, the Nets laying points with this current roster, I'll pass. At least Atlanta's looked competent recently. I can't say the same about the Nets, so I'll go with the Hawks plus two. Yep, I can't blame you there. And for the Atlanta Hawks, it just feels like the Murray and Young duo has not been working out in general, which is why we might be finding a little bit of value with those guys being separated and Murray really taking the reins like he was able to do at his previous stop. And then we do have ourselves a pretty demonstrative number in this one as well. It's the OKC Thunder on the road facing off against the San Antonio Spurs. Pretty much seeing 11 across the board with the Thunder laying it. Total on this game, 237 half. The Thunder, clearly the better team in this one, but is this still Operation Fade the Spurs, or do you think that they can keep this one within single digits? So the Spurs have been a little bit more competitive recently. They've still not won many games, but I kind of have to lean to the Thunder again. It's pretty similar to the Milwaukee breakdown. They've played twice this season. Oklahoma City's won each of the first two meetings by at least 26 points. The Spurs can't guard this team, just simply put, and Oklahoma City's been rolling one of the hotter teams in the league. They've won six straight all of them pretty comfortable. I think that OKC probably drops another 125-130 in this game, and I don't think that the Spurs can keep up. So I'll take the uh, Thunder minus 11.5. Yep, I think that that's a solid look, and this bunch has been showing a little bit more life as well. I recognize that they had a little bit of a tough second half against the uh, Denver Nuggets, but the Golden State Warriors, they're on the road facing off against a very much banged up New York Knicks team, and the Knicks, they're going to be three and a half to four point underdogs in this spot. You don't find that very often with the Knicks, the underdogs at home, but how do you take a look at this matchup with a Warriors team that I'm not going to say that they're turning back the clock here because they've been utilizing a lot of their younger guys in Pajemski and company, but it certainly has looked better for them in recent weeks. 
Yeah, I think I have to only the Golden State here on the road. The Knicks are just in terrible form right now. They've lost six of eight. They're just missing so many guys. It's not their fault. And an OB's injured. There's no timetable for his return. Randall's still out. They can't really score. And Brunson's been questionable. Uh, missed the last game against the Pelicans. They got run out of the building, especially in the second half. The point is, though, Brunson's going to be questionable, and they're already missing two other starters for this team. And Golden State's pretty much at full strength. I just can't trust the Knicks. They can't really score. They're, they have not really been great defensively recently. And Golden State's won 9 of 11. The two losses were against the Clippers, blew a massive lead in that game, and against the Nuggets, blew a massive lead in that game too. So the point is the Golden State's taking care of the bad teams or the teams that are kind of mediocre. They've struggled to close out high-quality teams in the Western Conference. I just can't trust the Knicks based on current form. They won a game recently by, I, don't, I want to say, a little bit of luck involved because there was a foul that was not called. They probably should have lost to the Pistons. If you're in danger of losing to the Pistons at home, I'm probably not going to trust you moving forward. I'll link to the uh, Warriors minus three and a half. Yeah, that was a game against the Pistons in which they probably should have lost. And trust me, the Pistons were not going to try to vie for the win there because they're trying to get as many ping pong balls in the hopper as humanly possible to try to be able to get a top draft pick as well. So that's something to take a look at, to say the least. And then I take a look at this bunch, and I'm liking what I'm seeing on them as well. The Phoenix Suns have really been able to emerge here in recent weeks now that they're finally starting to get healthy, and they're about eight-point favorites at home against the Houston Rockets. Any way in which you're going to be taking a look at this game? I am kind of tempted by the Rockets. The only problem is this team is absolutely useless on the road. So that's kind of the main red flag that I have for this. But they faced off recently. Uh, Houston did win that head-to-head -head meeting. It might just be the actual point spread where the Suns are a team that I think are fine. They're not as good as people are hoping they would be. They really don't have much depth. Beal's still a bit banged up. But eight points does feel like a lot to me. Houston, I get they're really bad on the road. But I do think they can hang in there. Uh, they have enough offensive firepower to at least keep the game somewhat competitive. Defensively, I do think they can create some issues for Phoenix on, on various uh, possessions down the stretch. Suns are still not a great team late in games, and that's kind of going to be concerning if you're going to lay a big number like this. I'm going to lean to Houston. I just think eight's a few too many points. I think Phoenix wins, but it's close. Yep, I could see that being the case as well as a man that does such a good job taking a look at this great sport of basketball is Scott Rachel of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. But on top of that, I know he does a great job taking a look at the front of the NHL. And we've got some nice tennis tune-up tournaments leading up to the major season that is going to be coming up very soon. So we're going to be talking a little tennis and a little NHL with Scott next right, right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Check out the all new VSIN.com. It's got a nice, fresh new look, and we've got daily a whole bunch of articles popping up to make you a smarter, better. Whether you're taking a look at hockey, tennis, the NBA, college basketball, all of our VSIN experts are hard at work. You're able to get my daily handicap lines there, and much easier to find on the allnewvisa.com. The functionality is better. It's a little bit of a cleaner design as well. So go check it out over at vsin.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. 
Always great to be joined by Scott Rachel, who does such good work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And it was nice to be able to talk a little NBA in the last segment. How about if we turn it forward to a little bit of hockey, though? And a team that has been getting white hot out there in the NHL, that'd be the Toronto Maple Leafs. The offense has been there all season long. Goaltending appears to be coming along for the ride as well, as they're going to be facing off against Arizona on Thursday. Goal total on this one is 6.5 with Toronto, a minus 250 favorite. And I know you're taking a look at Toronto, but you, much like many, are not Jones in the lay minus 250 on the money line, and you're going to be taking a look at a little bit of an alternative option. Yeah, I'll take the Maple Leafs on the puck line. I'll take a minus 1.5, a, a minus 105. Uh, the Maple Leafs did lose their last game against Vegas. Vegas stole a solid team, no shame in that, but they have won seven of their last eight, so they've been in good form. Matthews might reach 70. We'll find out, but he's been on fire. The Coyotes, they've been bad, but I'm sure most people have not realized just how bad. Canadiens doing 13 straight losses Oy. for a hockey team. 13 straight. So this team is in the middle of rock bottom, and the Maple Leafs have been very good. So I'll take the Maple Leafs minus one and a half. Well, thankfully for them, the San Jose Sharks still exist, or else then it would be really bad. And the Chicago Blackhawks, man, that is a team that's in rebuild as well. And when it comes to a little bit of a tighter money line, we've got the Dallas, we've got the Detroit Red Wings, and they're going to be in action going up against the New York Islanders with the Red Wings, about a minus 108 to a minus 118 favorite. Goal total on this one is six shaded up to the over. How do you take a look at this one in a rather pick em line with Detroit being a slightest of slight favorites? Yeah, so I'm going to link to Detroit. They've been one of the hotter teams in the league. We saw Patrick Kane of the game winner against his former team uh, recently, but I do like the Red Wings' money line. They've won six straight. The Islanders have been pretty underwhelming recently. They've lost five of their last seven. They have a nice win against uh, Dallas in overtime in their last game, but still not exactly a great club by any means. Detroit's been good at home, 18-13 and 13 straight up at home. Islanders are 11-17 and 17 straight up on the road. Give me Detroit, though, a better team right now, better form. If you want to go for an exotic play, I mean, the Islanders to go to overtime and basically every game's made you a ton of money, so you can run that back if you want to. But I do like the Red Wings' money line at home, minus 115. Now, Scott, I feel obliged to throw this one at you because you have come on the show a lot, giving out things to fade the San Jose Sharks with, whether that be the puck line, whether that be like a few props, what have you. But now we find the San Jose Sharks as mere plus 105 to even money underdogs against the Anaheim Ducks. This is really a toilet bowl matchup between two teams that are just awful out here on the West Coast. Want to get your thoughts here because it has been fade San Jose, really that operation all season long. And now if you're looking to fade them, you don't have to lay a bunch of juice. Yeah, you really don't, but... I think I, st I still think Anaheim's slightly better than San Jose. It's a lesser of two evils approach here, but the money line price does seem cheap. Anaheim has won two of the first three meetings this season, if that means anything to you. Uh, coincidentally, though, the home team has won all those meetings. Now, San Jose has lost four straight. Uh, Anaheim's lost three straight, so it's not like either team's been doing anything productive recently. I'll lean Anaheim. At least I know Anaheim is slightly better in terms of talent than San Jose. And they're better offensively. They're averaging about half a goal more per game. So, yeah, I'll lean Anaheim. But if you bet on this game, you might want to go to a meeting. Yeah, this is a rough one, to say the least. And it's one of those cases where money is money, whether you watch a game or not, because this might not be the world's greatest 
viewing product to say the least but let's take a look at this one this is going to be a little bit of a more aesthetically pleasing game to look at Winnipeg Jets are on the road facing off against the Dallas Stars and the Stars they're about a minus 125 to a minus 135 favorite goal total on this one is six shaded down to the under how do you view this one with a Dallas Stars team that just you're in and you're out in the NHL has been one of the best defensive teams yeah, I'm going to lean to the under in this game uh, at six. I don't mind Winnipeg either uh, on the money line. I'm actually shocked Dallas is potentially a favorite in this game because they've been objectively horrible uh, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, but to stick with the under here, Winnipeg's been the best defense in the league, averaging 2.35 goals per game. Uh, the Stars are allowing 3.03, which is the 14th fewest. And the Stars offensively have really been underwhelming for a while. They've scored less than three goals in each of their last five games. I don't see many goals in this game. Uh, the first meeting this season ended up going well under first two meetings, actually landed five and two respectively stars have won each of the first two meetings. But if they're really going to be laying minus minus one thirty-five, I got to consider Winnipeg because Winnipeg was on a slump. Uh, they've won four straight recently. They've kind of picked it back up. Dallas has just been terrible. So I don't, I think the wrong team's favorite here. I'll lean to Winnipeg. Yep, I do think that that's a good look. And when it comes to the Dallas Stars, the under, never a bad play in their matches. As joining me on the show, we've got Scott Rachel, who does such good work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And let's dive in on this one as well. This is one that is off the board in a lot of places. I have to think that there's a little bit going on with the goaltenders and or a few injuries. But... The Carolina Hurricanes, they're on the road going up against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets are plus $2 on the money line. The Hurricanes, they're minus 245 with a goal total of 6 half. How are you viewing this one with a Carolina team that has been a little bit different home to road, but they have legitimately been one of the best teams in the NHL thus far? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Hurricanes on the puck line here, uh, minus one and a half. The price could be a bit iffy, so shop around, make sure you get the best number. Uh, the uh, Hurricanes, though, have been in good form. They've won five of their last seven. It's really just a bad scheduling spot for Columbus. Uh, playing a back-to-back, -back, they used Merzlikens as the goalie for the Wednesday game, who was by far the best goalie on the roster, and he was good again last night. They lost to the Rangers anyway, 4-1, to a couple empty netters. But the point is, they're using a backup goalie. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Carolina's been great this season. It just feels like a really bad spot. I'll take the better team with the rest advantage, minus one and a half. I like that look, and I also like the fact that you've got a few looks with regards to tennis for this Thursday, as well as we're going to head out to Chile for this one, as we've got Juan Pablo Valeris going up against Sebastian Baez. Right now, Baez, a pretty strong favorite in this one right now. I'm seeing him as being a guy that is laying well north of minus $2 in this one, but I know you're not taking a look so much at the money line in this Baez match, but you're rather taking a look at a little bit more of an ancillary market. Yeah, so I'm going to take Baez to win by margin. I'll take Baez to win in straight sets at about minus 120, minus 125. They faced off a lot in their careers on clay. Uh, Baez is 7-2 and two in the head-to-head, -head, and he's won each of the last four meetings in straight sets. So Varias seems to be up against it here. Baez is the much more talented player. Baez also in great form. He just won his first ever ATP 500 title in Rio last week. So Baez is in very good form. Varias, though, has not. He's lost eight of his last nine matches, uh, did win to actually make it up to this point to snap that losing streak. But if you've lost eight of nine, you're against a guy that just won a title that's easily better than you in terms of talent. And you're two and seven in the head, Ted, and you've lost the last four meetings in straight sets. I'm going to assume history repeats itself here. Give me Baez in straight sets at about minus 125. 
Yep, and right now I'm seeing in terms of the actual money line itself, minus $3 north of that for bias as well. So being able to reduce the juice and just the domination that you laid out, I do think that that's a nice play. And how about if we head out to the Dubai Duty Free Free Tennis Championships, which that's a strange name for it. But that said, we've got Jiri Lashika going up against Alexander Bublik with Bublik about minus 105 to minus 110. This is a rather pick em line with regards to this match. How are you taking a look at it with these two guys being pretty much a pick em in this one? And just to be clear, you don't find the name of that tournament catchy? Eh, not really. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's not one of the better names out there. <laughs> uh, but for this matchup, I am going to go with the over in games here. I'll take the over 22 and a half. I don't actually mind the over two and a half sets potentially but I'll play it safer and take a longer match. Uh, looking at these two players, each of Laheshka's last five matches have gone over this number. Decent amount of three-setters sprinkled in there. Bublik has also seen a lot of long matches. Three of his last four matches have gone over this number as well, including each of the first two matches in this event. He ended up winning a competitive straight set match against Greek Spore on Wednesday, had to come back from a set behind in the first round. I just think when you're looking at these players, they're both really good servers. They're both a little bit questionable in the return game on occasion. And I do think you're going to see a longer match, either courtesy of three sets or courtesy of potentially a tiebreaker and maybe a long second set as well. But 22 and a half, I do think is a little bit too low based on the play style and the overall speed of the courts in Dubai. Uh, I do think that the solid serves of these players are going to translate well in this environment. The return game might be a little bit of a step behind for both players in this matchup. Give me a competitive war between these two. I'll take the over 22 and a half games. And do be mindful on this one. That is 2.05 a.m. Pacific, 5.05 a.m. Eastern time for the match start time on that one. So you want to get in those bets early. And a man that does a great job early, late, midday of being able to take a look at so much value. That'd be you, Scott. You do such good work over this Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And I always appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Have a good night. Always great to be able to have Scott Reichel aboard. We were able to hit a little bit of everything there. Some NHL, some tennis, some NBA. So how about if we wrap up the show with the beer review bracket along with my thoughts on the Thursday College Basketball Board right here on the Great Beer Set Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bet if your first bet does not hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Utilize the promo code of VSIN when you do, because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We're back here for the final segment of the night, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Coming up next, it's VSIN Prime Time with our good friends Wes Reynolds along with Matt Humans. They're going to be tying a bow around everything that we saw on a rambunctious Wednesday in the world of sports. We're starting to get all primed up for the NFL Draft Combine. They do a great job. Take a look at college basketball themselves, and they're always doing an amazing job on the golf front. You're going to get a little bit of everything from them. So if you like this show, I always do encourage you guys to stick around. They're two of the best, and my job now is to get you to VSIN tonight in a good form, hopefully with a little bit more money in pocket. And that said, sometimes you have ups and downs with regards to the right of picks. I've been going through that a little bit, and we'll go through the right of pick that I've got for Thursday here in a minute. But got to sometimes you'd be able to pick yourself up with a nice little beverage. Sometimes it's for celebration. Sometimes it's to re-motivate. In this case, it is to re-motivate. And right now we're taking on a little bit of a March Madness approach. What with regards to our beer reviews, pairing up a pair of breweries. And we've been seeing a lot of upsets in the beer review bracket. And I think we've got another one here in Hoops on Hops. So the 1-8 matchup in this one was Fremont from out in the great state of Washington going up against Sweetwater, which is out there in the great state of Georgia. And Sweetwater was the one seed. I really love their pale ale. And we gave the newest really creation of Sweetwater try, the Tropical IPA Gummies. I'm sure that some of you might have seen this around. I know that they've been really marketing this one hard. And I gave this one a try and... I'm thinking I might like the like more fruity, the less tropical ones a little bit more because this is one where I scored this one a 6 out of 10. To me, it just felt like there was a little bit too much pineapple in there, and I'm not too much of a pineapple guy for one. And two, when you do have a lot of these like imperial IPAs that are a little bit sweeter like this one, it could be hit or miss. Like I am a big fan of like the Juice 4s, Fruit 4s, Voodoo Ranger ones that clock in much like this one from Sweetwater. That's 9.5% alcohol by volume, but... This one just didn't seem to jive quite as well, and I feel like they could be very much hit or miss. This one was a little bit of a miss for myself. If you saw the review yesterday with Fremont, their Blood Orange Gose, that one got a 7 out of 10. So that means that in the beer review bracket, Ronda 32, we've had three 1 versus 8 matchups, and... All three eight seeds have thus far advanced as Sweetwater, they are eliminated, and Fremont, they are going to be heading on over to the Sweet 16. We shall see if any Washington teams head to the Sweet 16 this year in college basketball. It's been a little bit up of an up-and-down year for Gonzaga. Certainly, Washington State has been able to have themselves a nice season, and 
if you're banking on the Washington Huskies making the Sweet 16, well, I would say try to bank on a little bit of a different team. But our write-up is going to be happening out there on the West Coast. If you missed it before, we're just going to go through this a little bit more briefly this time around. But I'm going to be taking a look at UC Davis in this one. This is going to be one of the games towards the bottom of the board with UC Davis playing us to Hawaii, the Rainbow Warriors. They're finding themselves as a one-and-a-half point underdog. And Jalan's game is 139-and-a-half. And personally, I felt like UC, UC Davis should have been a five-point favorite. And this is 813-814 on the betting board, by the way. But with UC Davis, 61st in all of college basketball in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. Truly really one of your best mid-major defenses in all of college basketball. And they've got the best score in this game, Elijah Pepper. He's been peppering in there about 20 points per contest. Does a good job being able to hit the boards for a UC Davis team that they really don't have that one demonstrative rebounder. They don't have anyone on the roster that gives you north of six rebounds per game. But Hawaii doesn't have a lot of that as well. Hawaii has been about our 20th in all of college basketball in terms of rebound rate. And... I do think that we're going to see a little bit of a reversal of what we saw the first time around. These two teams met up on the island a few weeks ago. UC Davis loses that game 80, 87 to 70. But in that game, you saw Hawaii shoot 12 of 20 from three-point range. I mean, it was just an absolute expose. And they go up against a UC Davis team that has been a pretty good perimeter defense at home. They're allowing opponents to shoot right around 31.7% from three-point range. So, I do think that with Hawaii being away from the island, that's going to be affecting them a little bit. You do have travel that takes quite a bit of hold with regards to a lot of these games. And I do think that this is certainly going to be one of them. And I do think that for UC Davis, them being able to generate turnovers is going to be so massive as well. You've got a Hawaii team that in that first game, that actually lost the turnover battle by a count of 14 to 5. UC Davis, they rank in the top 25 nationally with regards to turnovers for us on a per play and a per possession basis. And I do think that for why they're going to have a tough time hanging on to the ball. So my right up here, that is going to be on UC Davis laying the number. And I did set my total at 137.5 as well. I do think that with the turnovers that we're going to see in this game, as UC Davis, they themselves outside the top 325 in terms of turnovers on a per possession basis, in terms of being able to take care of the ball. I do think that you've got some relatively good value with the under. And I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a lower scoring slog. So looking under and looking at UC Davis and UC Davis on the spread is the right up pick right here on the Greg Peterson and experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Do want to catch you guys up on a little bit of what we're seeing right now. A lot of the games, they're starting to go final. And if you're looking at that Oregon versus Oregon State game, still holding relatively steady with the line, with Oregon being a 14-point favorite. Total of 136. I still see a little bit of value on the under end. Would like to get off of this 14 number. You were seeing Oregon a little bit later on, like towards the overnight sort of time period. They were more of a 12 to 12 and a half point favorite. I was personally willing to lay it there. Now that we're up to 14, would rather be taking a look at something in game if you have yet to bet this one or. If something doesn't come in game, well, save up your shekels because we've got ourselves a very nice Thursday card as well. But in terms of what we're seeing live right now, Minnesota, the best cover team in all of college basketball, looks like they might be able to get to 24-4 and four against the spread. We shall see if they're going to be able to complete the job here. They were a double-figure underdog against Illinois. And Illinois has been playing just a whole bunch of overs. They entered into the night having played 14 out of their last 16 games of the over. I believe that this game is already over the total. We've got 609 remaining. So if it's not already over the total, it's going to be over the total unless if neither team scores the rest of the entire game. And if we see that for the next six plus minutes, that would be quite remarkable. But Illinois currently up 85 to 79. Live line is Minnesota catching eight and a half points and you'd have to lay minus 125 juice there. So they're in relatively good form. And this is a game that is getting nutty and harebrained. Alabama and Ole Miss. It is currently a... 
Count of 65 to 61 with a little bit over 10 minutes remaining in the second half. Your live total on this one, you're finding that right around about 174 and a half. So certainly things are going up tempo and things are exploding while Arizona State are currently trailing Arizona by a count of 38 to 34. Live line, Arizona, you're going to be laying 16 and a half with them. So right now the Wildcats are coming out in full force and when it comes to the Thursday card, I was alluding to it. Our good friends, Fremont, they advanced to the Sweet 16 of the Beer Review Bracket, and they might be the only Washington team that's going to a Sweet 16 this season. As for Gonzaga, they're not out of the woods yet in terms of trying to be able to make the NCAA tournament, and they could really use this one. 843-844 on the card. Gonzaga, they're going to be facing up against San Francisco and the Dons. They open up as a 4.5-point underdog. Now we're finding them in most spots between a 3 to a 3.5-point underdog. Your total on this game, it is 154 to 155, and I agree with the move. I did set Gonzaga as a very slight one-half point favorite. I don't want the money line here with San Francisco, but even if you miss the best of the number at the four and a half, I still think that with this mostly being three and a half across the board, I think that you've got good value. Last time these two teams met up, San Francisco was in a nip and tuck game for about 34 minutes. Gonzaga made a little bit of a run late, but San Francisco was able to get you within the number. And the San Francisco team has just been remarkable with their defense. They're a top 25 team in all of college basketball in terms of rebound rate. This despite the fact that they've only got one player that gives you north of four rebounds per game. That'd be Jonathan Mogbu. He comes over from Missouri State. He has been absolutely remarkable for the team. And you just have really good versatility in general. Like what I've been seeing out of Marcus Williams in the backcourt, sometimes gets a little bit loose with the ball in terms of the turnovers, but he's been able to give you 12-plus points per contest. You've been able to have a lot of production out of Malik Thomas as well. The transfer that comes in from USC, a former top 150 recruit, he's been able to bury some threes, but guy that really always catches my eye, they call him Old Mongolian Mike. He just does what is needed in the game. He'll give you like eight points. He'll give you four boards. He'll give you a few assists. Just whatever the game calls for. He's so versatile and he's so malleable. And they're going up against a Gonzaga team that legitimately has been much better on defense this year than they were a season ago. If you recall this Gonzaga team a season ago, they were just a train wreck on defense. They were really good on offense. And Gonzaga's built themselves back up to being now number four in all of college basketball in terms of points scored on a per possession basis. The tempo has been down a little bit, but Ryan Nemart, he's been able to come along for the ride. He's been turning the ball over a little bit less. It's been rough for him from three-point range, but it's really been all about Anton Watt and Graham E.K. Both of these guys supply you with about 7.5 rebounds per game. They're both giving you 14-plus points per contest, but I do think that with the overall size and the versatility that you've got for San Francisco, I do think that they're going to be able to do a good job of holding in there, and I was alluding to the fact that Gonzaga is much better with their defense. Even with them being high-powered on offense, I do think that you've got a nice shot for an under. You've got Gonzaga only giving up about 5.5 points more per 100 possessions away from home rather than at home, and San Francisco has really been able to maintain with their tremendous defense as well. And what else is tremendous is Visa tonight. Matt Humans along with Wes Reynolds, they do an absolutely tremendous job. And they're coming up next right here on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.